Welcome back to the Smoke Pit, everyone. I'm Jamie Goldstein. With me today is Autumn Schlimmer, Navy veteran, knife maker's apprentice, and dog handler. Autumn, welcome Hello. to the Smoke Pit. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You came out here from uh, Virginia Beach, yeah? Yeah. How far was that? Uh, like two and a half hours. Okay, so yeah. an entertaining drive. I have done this drive many, many times. Yeah. I was in D.C. before, and I just moved down to Virginia Beach. So oh, nice. I've been up and down this road. Okay, cool. What were you doing in D.C. when you were out there? I was contracting. I was doing explosive detection with canines for Sick. a few years. Yeah. Nice. nice. D.C. is a good spot. DC's fun. It's fun. It I, I live just outside the city, um, yeah. you know, on the Virginia side, and I love it. It's good proximity to everything, um, and and quiet enough. Yes. Enough. Yeah, yeah. You got to get out of the city. Yeah. I mean, granted, there was a shooting outside of my apartment, like like what two weeks ago. I think I'm sitting there playing Mario Kart with my daughter. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, what the? I look outside. There's a dude in FBI jacket. Which way did he go? Call nine one one. He goes off running by himself. Have fun, hero. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're picking up shells outside. Damn. And it's fun. You know, living in, 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 in like that, that Alexandria, Arlington area, there's so many cops oh. and there's so many layers of government. So standing on the balcony, just watching all these plain clothes come flooding out of their yep. apartments with badges hanging around their neck, it, it turned into a shit show pretty quick. Which yeah, was, you're like, that happened, but they'll yeah. clean it up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to see it. So you uh, you started off in the military. Yeah? Yes. You're, yep. uh, okay. Yeah. It I mean, was with, Navy. Nice. Yeah. What did you do in the Navy? I joined as an MA okay. for the police, and then and, when and I for went like through, the rest of us Army Marine type that doesn't know what an MA is, so that's what? the that's the guys checking the the IDs at the gate. Okay, yeah, you're the base cops. Okay, got yep. it. It's like is that your equivalent of our MPs? Yes, same. Okay, same, same. Got it. I yep, think the they, Air Force each, calls them security forces. I don't know. Right. Okay. Which I, I, when I joined, I was like, SF, oh, they must be special forces. And everybody laughed. I didn't realize for a little while. Like, like no. Ooh. Opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> no offense, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no offense to you ODA dudes out there. Like, no. Right. We, we know right. you're cool. Yeah. And then that was fun, other than getting OC sprayed. But oh, um, yeah. glad I did it. Glad I never have to do that again. And um, they asked for volunteers when I was going through and for K9. And I said, obviously, of course, I will go. Got okay. it. So I graduated on a Friday and started K-9 on Monday. And that was after you got OC out of the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the OC process like for you? Um, like what's, what's that whole situation look like? So your whole class does it on the same day, and it's Texas in the middle of summer. Oh, my God. I am... Um, very Nordic. I'm, I'm white. I'm white as fuck. Let's be honest. I had sunburn. I think it took me like three days to get all of it off. Wow. Because okay. it, it so you're you like, reflash. you put raisins in potato salad. You're that kind of, you're that kind of white. Listen, don't insult me. But yes, I do love <laughs> potato salad. Um, but they, um, they set up like a little mini obstacle course for you. And the whole point is if you're going to have this weapon, A, you need to know how it feels, but B, if it's a windy day and you catch some of or it, if like it's taken away and turned on you. Exactly. You have to be able to fight through that. Yeah. So they give you the, you know, Z across your face, OCOC, and then you have to go pick up the baton, fight the bad guy. Yep. Um, go through a couple iterations of that and then you go and you wash it off and you're certified. Yeah. And washing it off doesn't work, does it? No, yeah. no. They Water give you the Johnson it, it does. And yeah. you reflash and they tell you that. Like when you go home and you take a shower oh, yeah. wear just, your underwear. Yeah. 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 It's not great. I didn't I didn't have the pleasure of doing that uh while I was active, but um uh, after I got out, uh, I went into close protection <laughs> and I had to do that at a schoolhouse out in California. 
in the middle of the desert. And yep. yeah, it was it was pretty hot, which which doesn't help. No. Um, no, it was just, it was like no wind. To, every now and then, you know, if you, if you get a little gust of, whew, kind of cools it off a little bit. Dead Nothing. air. It yep. was dead air. All I wanted afterwards was ice cream. That's all I could think of. I just just wanted cold packs on my face. Yeah. (laughs) We ended up actually, we took the squad van to uh, to like a a line or an ons or something like that. One of the grocery stores out there. Mm -hmm. And they're all getting like dinner type foods to to eat afterwards. I went straight to the freezer section. I grabbed a box of Snickers ice cream bars. I went back out to the parking lot and just sat on the floor up against the tire. Just 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 sobbed into my, my box of ice cream bars. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I think I've gotten bit a few times, and I still think OC was worse. I got bit at the same schoolhouse, and yeah, I would. I'd rather get hit by the fur missile than, than yeah. take the OC. That yeah. was pretty brutal. And then I can't put my contacts in for like a day. It was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're messed up for a couple days after that. Yeah. Oh, it it, it lasts. That shit works. Yeah. It works. If you're wondering, it works. Yeah, it's not pepper spray. No, it's a different. It's a different thing. Whole different animal. <laughs> yeah. So you got into. Uh, so you got the tap on the shoulder mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, come, come play with the dogs." Yep. And what what was that like? Um, it was super interesting in the sense that you're just thrown into the situation, and it's it's very sink or swim, right? Because the dogs that are at the schoolhouse are at the schoolhouse like you walk into those kennels all of those dogs have been through students so they know the game yeah and when you're there and you're a female right the first thing they want to find out is are you scared of the dogs male or female are you scared of the dog can you go in that kennel and put the collar on and then can you physically handle that dog okay and then work them and right. create a bond. So that's really your first two weeks is just going in there, handshaking to this animal that's like slobbering in the kennel or just pooping. And now you got poop on your face because they like to jump up sure. on the bars and fling it at you. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Like it's, it doesn't sound like it's adrenaline inducing, but it really is. And it's deafening loud. So the dogs obviously have their expectations. Right. What What were your expectations going into it? I didn't have any. Really? No, I was so just clean young. Clean slate, grew, ready to absorb. I just, I grew up in such a small town. Like, I didn't know what I want to do. I just knew, like, this town and my graduating class of 50 kids is not where I want to be. <laughs> and, and every, and I just, I did the, the kid thing where I took a bunch of aptitude tests and they're like, oh, you like CSI, you like solving puzzles. So, like, police officer would be good for you. But I'm like, I, know there's more out there but i didn't want to go straight into being law enforcement so that's why i joined the military you didn't want to be the second cop in that town right right and i think that's fair yeah no that's fair that's fair so i didn't i fish little pond man i just thought it would be cool i had obviously like knew that there was canine but i didn't didn't really think that much into it i just thought well i think i can do it okay yeah how did you land on the navy so, because everyone's got their story, everyone's got their story why they were they ended up in their branch. Um, I didn't want to be a blonde that went into the air force, so that was out. <laughs> you know what? Respect. That that was it. That was it. And I then you. I had an older cousin who was army, and did, I mean, he went through a bunch of amazing schools. I went to a few of his graduations, and 
really like the idea of it, but I didn't want to follow in his shadow. Okay. And the Marines just seemed to have it tough. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll go Navy. It's like right in the middle. <laughs> they got the blue uniforms. Those are pretty cool. And my recruiter was good looking. So I was like, cool. Let's Navy it is. Let's right. go. Yeah. Okay. That was it. And did, did you, was it sort of like a, you knew you were going MA from the start or you wanted to hear what he had to offer? Yeah, I I don't I think he did the typical recruiter thing where he was like, "Oh, you want to be an MA? I don't think anyone's signing up for that." Yeah, we'll get you a no, no, don't no problem. Don't okay. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> he also told me that they don't cut your hair anymore, which I believe I was the last class to receive the peanut butter shot and get our hair cut wow. as females. Outstanding. And what what year did you go in? 2009. 2009. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my, my recruiter kind of tried to talk me out of infantry, too. Yeah. He was, like, looking at my ASVAB scores and line scores. and like, <laughs> no, you're military intelligence. I'm like, no, I want to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was cool. I actually I actually shot him a text. We still talk. I shot my recruiter a text on Thanksgiving. Um so Moylan, if you're listening to this, uh, yeah, it was just like, hey man, not to not to sound like a cheese dick, but like I'm super thankful that <laughs> you were transparent and professional and yeah. honest with me because I, I I would have been turned off if you weren't, and I couldn't imagine my life on any other track. Right, so, right, and I don't feel like I got duped at all. I know some people feel like they got awesome. switched, but I was like, well, all the tests that I take, like it seems like a cool job. Yeah. So let's go for it. Nice. Yeah. So you get into the kennel, they're slinging shit on your face, mm-hmm. jumping up, and, and like, what's 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 the, the process like? Uh, so I wish I could tell you, like, the start of the curriculum, but, like, the <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess the one thing that I can say is you don't start with a dog right away. You actually start on an ammo can. Okay. So they walk you out to a field, and there's rows of ammo cans, and you hook your leash to the ammo can... And that's the joke is everybody's first dog is an ammo can because they teach you how to correct the dog with your leech attached to an ammo can. And if it's not like coming up off the ground, oh, you didn't do it hard enough. You know, it's like it's like boot camp all over again, but they're just trying to instill that muscle memory in you and see, like, do you have a commanding voice? And the tone of your voice is a big thing. Like if you're a big dude and you can't come up to that dog and go, if you can't do that consistently and you're constantly like, good boy, good boy, they'll kick you out of the school. Because the dogs need that. Yeah. There's some dogs that need that and there's some dogs that don't, but you have to be able to communicate with your dog yeah. and be animated. That's that's actually funny because my yeah. colleague Brandy, has uh, she gets a kid anytime I'm anywhere near an animal. I go from, you know, wherever I'm at to, oh, you baby. Oh, my yes. God, you kitty. Yes. I just go, you know. You see them lose their minds like, oh, my God, yes, I am the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah dogs need to know they're the baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they did not give me a baby for my first dog. No. <laughs> no, they did not. I got a 95-pound, all-black asshole ass eater, which I'm so glad that I did because it was – and is that a specific breed, oh. the, the, the all-black ass-eater? <laughs> I mean, if you ask a handler, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about. But, okay. yeah, I mean, like, your arms get strong real quick. Yeah. Because if he they don't out, which he didn't, back then it was all compulsion. So it was, all right, dog found it. Good job. And then it was, oh, hold him up, hold him up hold them up, hold them up until they release the toy, put them back down. Oh, okay. Yep. Until they out. You're on their clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But they're just, 
they're strung out on yes, adrenaline and so and high right well and you think about it too like they're kennel dogs you go pick them up first thing in the morning and then they go in the truck you guys go over your instruction you go over what you're going to search that day and then you go get the dogs you work them and then you put them back so they don't have that like house dog interaction it's very much like when they're out and they're working yeah that is the highlight that is their life so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And even the training, even the play is is still, like, so so professional. and Right. Yeah, I, I was talking to a guy, um, Justin Melnick. He uh, he plays uh, Brock on SEAL Team. Yeah, of course. Um, and he was, he, an interesting point that I never would have thought of is, is when you're doing that with the dogs, like, there's only a certain shelf life that they can do that because, yep. you know, you and me, we're on set. We know what's going on. It's, you know, they're going to call a cut in a minute and we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, go to the craft service table and get a... A slim gym or whatever. Yeah. The dogs don't know that. Like they're in a high stress, high threat environment. They think it's as real as it gets and that, that anxiety builds. Yep. Like never would have thought of that. It's yeah. it's not an intuitive concept if you're not in that field. Right. And depending and that's where building your relationship with your dog is so important because you have to be able to know when they time out. Can they work for twenty minutes? Can they work for twenty five? Or yeah. are they working for fifteen and then you gotta put them up? You know, and that's, and that's, you have to be able to tell your client that if you're doing contracting, like, Hey, my dog needs 15 minute break. No, no, no. We got it. No, 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 no. Dog is 15 minute break. Yeah. He's the reason I have a paycheck. So he's going to do his job properly. So he gets the same amount of respect. I get my standard 15. He gets his 15. We're going to circle back. Like you want it done right. Or you want me to just walk around the vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's where it got a little challenging for us in that regard. Um, we, we very rarely got uh, canines sent out to us in the field on deployment. Uh, the few times we did, we were less than impressed with the handlers. Uh, and we'd go on these, yeah, we'd go on these movements where, you know, either it's a movement to contact or a movement to overwatch or just a, a basic patrol or whatever we were doing, clearing portions of the city that we just took. Um, and, you know, the handlers are sitting there going like, oh, guys, they're falling back. They're like, guys... I think I think the dog needs a break, and the dog's jumping around, and he's excited. And we're like, "Really? Dog looks okay? No, the dog's real tired, guys." Fine, drink water, man. Change your socks. Let your dog give his break. Is that contracting or active duty? This is active duty. Oh man, this is active Ooh. duty. Yeah, these are these are the army dog handlers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they came from or what unit they were, but <laughs> and you know that's your deal. Like that's yeah. you as a person. Like you have to handle that because I can tell right. you when you go through school, they put you through your paces. That's cool. You, there's a portion where like, okay, your dog's injured. Well, he's 95 pounds. Okay, we'll pick him up and oh huck him the mile back. If you gotta take a break, take a break. But like, you gotta get your dog back. So do you and have like a, a harness or a sling for these guys? Or they didn't when I went through. Them. It was just firemen carry like. Work your squats and like <laughs> let's go. Wow! And I was so out of shape from boot camp. Like that was that was rough. Like I when I got from out Great of shape Lakes, from boot I was camp? out of. Sh- I gained thirty pounds in Navy boot camp. I'm not joking. Oh, because I got into a nine hundred indoor branch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's all, it's all studying. And then uh, I landed in a nine hundred division because I played drums. So. Drums and flags are the same division, and you you put on the ceremony for graduation. Okay, cool. So I feel like when everybody else was working out, we were practicing. <laughs> so the drum line was upstairs, and then all of the flags kids were like running laps because inevitably someone would drop a flag, and then everybody oh, yeah. and we're just upstairs laughing like, yeah, we're practicing 
Well, I don't know yeah. if you ever watched like BTS of, of like Neil Peart from Rush or Danny Carey from Tool, but I, their freaking quads are jacked, man. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. All of my workouts now are based solely on not getting torn up when catching dogs. Okay. So there's a lot of like movement and recovery and injury prevention. That oh, kind of yeah, stuff. of course. I mean, it's all like you can see my arms are uh. always bruised up. So it's just building, it's just building muscle yeah. and a lot of movement, a lot of core stuff because body hardening basically. Yeah, you have wow. 80 pounds flying at you. Wow. wow. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Looking okay. forward to it. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's going to be fun. So you did that for a while. Did you uh did you ever get a chance to uh to to deploy with the with the dogs? No. And I wish I had, but I mean, it's one of those like woulda coulda shoulda. Okay. But I mean, I got out and I did 11 years of detection afterwards so i worked in vegas i got to work for um, a few of the casinos um sheldon adelson he used to own sands corp which had like venetian palazzo they all have their own teams of canines so you'd be on his duty he has like private planes you'd go you'd search all their stuff um i had a dual purpose dog for a level one trauma hospital in vegas oh wow on midnights, which was fantastic, people I'll watching. Bet. Yeah, because it was in a Section Eight neighborhood, so the doctors would want to be walked to when they're from their cars, and they had a lot of GSWs coming in, so they wanted a dog at the entrance to yeah. the trauma center because they were afraid of gang violence. But most of it was just the 2 a.m. woo girls coming in, <laughs> red bag special, <laughs> throwing up everywhere because they party too hard at the club. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a friend, uh, I, not a woo girl, I'll give her that, but she broke her arm in Vegas. Um, yeah, she was uh, she was out there. I don't even remember what she told me she was out there for. Um, and this is when Bud Light was doing that, like, are you up for anything promotion? <laughs> and they asked her if she was up for anything, and she's like, yup. So they, you know, kidnapped her, threw her in the limo, threw her in the limo, and driving around doing all this stupid shit. And at some point, she was dancing on top of something, fell over, Ooh. broke her arm, walking around in a cast for a while. That's tough. You no. Know, yeah, I mean, typically, what is it, New Year's Eve is like the worst night to be an ER doctor in the States, in most of the country. Um, yeah. I can only imagine that in Vegas, it's like that 365. It's 365, yeah. Yeah, everything there is seasonal. You have your summer months where it's day pool parties. Okay. And then everything in the winter moves to nightclub and restaurant. Nice. Yeah, so it's it never stops. Nice. I'm actually heading out there in a few weeks to see uh, Social Distortion. At the uh, at the Blues Club. Yeah, you'll have a good time. I'm excited. They're I'm having excited. the Formula One race there. Really? They're having Formula One something there. No shit. Because, of course, Bellagio is doing, like, they're building the bleachers over the fountain. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's wild. That'll be fun. I still keep tabs on it. I love Vegas. Really? Yeah. It's never been my city. It's always like, like, because I don't well, like to Well, you weren't 21 blonde chick moving there getting everything for free. Like, Fair. <laughs> Yeah, I have fair. a little bit of a distorted view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it'd be a little different for me. Yeah, but I know, I'm not into the shows. I'm not into not into the gambling. So it's like not a ton there for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got, so how did you end up transitioning from from well first and foremost how was your transition transition out of the military like like going from that that structured life to the civilian world like was there was there a plan in place did you did you kind of no I mean when I got out I got out in 2011 I only did a year in the military and I had some 
wrongful accusations and I ended up having to get a lawyer. Uh, but when you get out, I, I wasn't prepared to get out. So mm. my next three years was, well, I have a couple of buddies in Vegas. I'm going to go, I'm going to bartend um, and try to just figure it out. And l- luckily I was able to get everything fixed and it, it's not luckily, it's, it's just paperwork and time and you yeah. know the military they drag their feet on everything but yeah they need something from you they're getting it right. then and there you need exactly. something from them they're we'll, like we'll figure yeah we'll, we'll get, get to it yeah they're gonna hand it off and yeah. yeah so it it was tough in the sense of like that was a hard transition mm. but um i feel like i got some really great life experience from it and I was able to get back into canine and once I did that it was just kind of it just relit the fire of like I can still do this I don't have to the military was my whole world but then you get that next job and they're like oh yeah no you can do scent detection you can go do PSA you can decoy I was like oh I everything that I wanted to do I can do and get paid more <laughs> so this will be and fine treated like a human yes with eight hours of sleep, with no right. age. yes, yeah, where yeah. sleep is no longer a, cl- a crutch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a nice little little uptick, it, right? <laughs> so, how did you like? How did you get your feet back in there? Because you're 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 tending bar, you're doing that. Uh, I just had a buddy who was army, and his mom worked for a company called G4S. Okay. I know they're still around. Yeah. I don't know, you know, umbrella companies. I I don't know if they're the same, but they were located in Vegas, and they had two handlers and were looking to expand their team and they needed somebody to come in that had experience. I was like, well, I have experience. So the first thing they had me do was, well, we need a handler, but we don't have a dog. So nailed the interview, but then I had to go find myself a dog. And that really like, that puts you in the community when you have to start making phone calls and showing up and calling around and essentially I'm, I'm taking the, the small amount of time I had in the military and doing like, looking at resumes for these dogs and right. and evaluating them and going, well, what can I do with this little guy and what can I do with this guy and then what does the company need? That's got to be a much more involved process than going out and buying, like, a pistol or a car, so to speak. I mean, there's there's yeah. got to be so much more that goes into, like, the ultimate decision. Yeah. What, 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 what do you, when you say, you know, the dog's resume, your resume, making sure they mesh, what, what kind of stuff are you looking at there? Um, and I've, I've done this a few times now, so... First and foremost, you need to find out what contracts your clients have, right? So they only had two contracts. They had the hospital, which required dual purpose. They already had a dual purpose dog. They wanted an explosive detection dog. So their second contract was a construction company, and they just wanted presence. So it was that little bit of leeway of like, well, we have the protection dog. That other handler can go on that. If this company only wants presence, I can pick a dog that's a little bit more green, doesn't know as much, but has potential. So I picked a little Mal for $3,000 that had some protection work so we can see that he has drive, right? Like if if you put him on a back tie and you give him that pillow, you give him that tug, he's ready. He's willing to work for it. He's not, you know, shying away. That's how you can pick that dog. And you don't okay. have to pay, you know, the 10000 plus for wow. one that's ready to go. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. 10000 bucks for something or an out-the-box dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's – that's standard. That's insane. Yeah. And so so we're, you're out of Virginia Beach now and you're, you're still yeah. handling dogs. What are you doing out there? 
Uh, so I just switched over to Off Leash Canine, which is um, Nick White's company, and they do all pets. All pets? All pets. Okay. So I switched from explosive detection to board and trains, which is fine, right? Because I've, I've worked a lot of dogs, and I feel like after 11 years, you, you just kind of, you're ready for something new. You know, and yeah. if you can train a nine-pound Havanese, then you should be able to train <laughs> any dog, which is, I've heard that over and over, and I've heard that, um, you know, the more breeds that you get under your belt, the more you have in your Rolodex. Okay. So, and I get to work from home, and I get a lot more time to decoy. Cool. And what's, what's de- you've said that a few times, what's the decoying thing? So decoying is when you put on a sleeve or a bite suit and oh, f- you catch the dogs. Okay. And that that whole process has really transformed over the last few years. Because when I joined the military, it was like you put on the big marshmallow suit and they just tell you to go run and you get taken down and everybody gets fucked up and their backs are hurting and it's fine. <laughs> and it, like that was really... That was the extent of it versus now there are so many nuances there. It's so much safer and it's really an art form if you yeah. want to get down to it because you're you're creating a relationship with that dog because there can when you're telling a dog to get amped up and bite and then you add in a handler that's coming in to take you off that bite, sometimes that can create a lot of conflict. So there's all these little nuances of, well, my dog will bite. But then if I try to come up and take him off the bike, he spins away. Okay, how do we fix that? How do I help fix that? If a dog is pulling away versus pushing into the bite, A, I need to be able to recognize that as a decoy. And then B, I need to be able to help that dog by giving praise on the push in, okay. which is what we want. So it's 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 more than just bite here. It's, it's a relationship with the dog. I'm going to give you love. This is fun. This is good. You're safe. Now go back to your handler. Okay. And you can transform dogs in a day. Huh. Now does that, I mean, if, if the, the lovey-touchy approach during the bite is, mm-hmm. is, is being employed during training, is there any risk of, um, you know, the dog sort of expecting that and then getting freaked out when he bites someone in the field and the guy's, you know, punching him in the ribs? Well, and and that's your job as a decoy, right? Like you're you're gonna catch that dog. You're gonna get to know, like, oh, um, c- handler, come up here, like, touch touch their back. If they pop off, okay, that's something we need to work with. Because you'll see when you get really advanced decoys, they'll pick the dog up by their hind leg, they'll take him to the ground, they'll roll over him. It's all about mimicking pressure, mm. but keeping it safe. Right. And then your job is to figure out where that dog's threshold is mm. and how we can build on it. Okay. Yep. Wow. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. It gets it gets real deep real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> fun. Maybe you can you know run me through some of that when I uh, when I get the suit on. Oh yeah, yeah. I brought I brought my suit and my my sleeve so we can go through the whole thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And then so when you're not playing with dogs, uh, you got another pretty cool hobby here. Yeah. Yeah. To- yeah. I make I make a couple knives here and there. Nice. Tell me about that. What do we What do we so, got in front of us? I'll backtrack a little bit. Yeah. I, I got into this because when I was in D.C., um, I started working an air cargo position, which TSA created. And the law now states that 
all air cargo that comes into the United States has to be searched by a canine. Completely new program. Okay. So you have dogs that are coming into warehouse situations, and you could be searching six pallets a day, or if you're somewhere like Chicago, you could be doing hundreds of pallets a day. And there's regulations on how big, how small, how tall those pallets can be. But um, most of the time when the pallets come in, they're covered in saran wrap. Yeah. And then those thick plastic... Um, bands. Like those, bands, yeah, yeah. The ratchet bands. So I had I had been talking to another female handler. I'm like, I have this little, you know, folding knife, whatever, but it's just not doing it. Like, this is a tool that I now need. Where do I go? What do I do? Oh, she goes, oh, I have a friend that makes knives. Like, <laughs> just tell him what you need for work. And you guys should be able to come up with something. So I sat down and said, this is what I do. This is what I need it for. Um, Like, do you think that a knife with serrations would help with that? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. So let's draw it out and let's let's figure it out. (laughs) So I brought the first knife I ever made and then two iterations of the knives that I made for work. Okay. And so you guys can kind of see the difference of, like where it starts to where it finishes. Oh, wow. So that was the first knife I ever made. And there's a difference, right? And you would kind of said, oh, you make knives, you forge them. I have to clarify, I am an apprentice knife maker. I am okay. doing stock removal is what it's called. I am not in the process of forging knives. That is <laughs> an intense, an intense process that takes a lot more time. I can hammer them out all day fantastic stress release. <laughs> I'll bet. But stock removal is you you get big, long bars of steel and you draw out your design and then you take it to the grinder. And right. And you just grind everything away. And that's my fun little sheath. Yeah. You gotta have some color. You gotta. This is nice. This is great. Look at uh, this. Quick release. Yeah. Oh my god. And it oh, locks too. Cool. Yeah. And that's the behind your, your small, your yeah, back carry. So side draw. Yes. Yeah. Which is great, because if you're sitting in your truck or something, you don't have the... Right, and you don't have the uh, shoulder mobility like I do to do, you know, anything. Exactly. Yeah, I can barely buckle my seatbelt, yeah. But that one didn't have the serrations that I wanted. Okay. So that's when I switched to a little bit more of this design. Ah, very nice. I love the weight of this thing. Oh, I love it. I know. And it's it's there. You know it's there. Yeah, you can you can feel it in your hand. Yep. Yeah, you, you don't have to worry about something like this getting broken on something right yeah and so i can i can draw everything out i can make the design and still as an apprentice it's great to have someone there who's going to show you like here's how you do your serrations by hand he can take a look at all of my like because getting these little bevels correct and you know symmetrical on each side that it takes years of practice so having someone come in and being like oh straighten that out a little bit make sure these are all good to go you know, your, your handle work, you can see <laughs> putting your pins in. So, yeah. um, this one I made specifically for my dog, the little gray spots on the inside are his ashes. Oh my God. So I have a couple, um, I have a couple police officers that I've done that for Oh wow! because it just, it made me so upset when he died that his box was just going to sit on the shelf. I'm yeah. like, dude, you've been by my side for years. Like, you should be on my side with me working. I just thought it was it'd be a great way to remember him by. And I'm like, well, I'm already making knives, and if anybody hits me up, send me your ashes, and I'll throw them in there for you. So that that's something you you do that again. You could, you yeah, could, okay, yeah, I've done that wow. a couple times. Okay, 
I've 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 got uh, I'm currently the custodian for my buddy's ashes, and you know the the plan eventually is to hopefully get him up in a Blackhawk over uh, over Fort Campbell yeah. and release him. Um, but I'd love to do something like that as well. So yeah, and I try to match each one. Like he had icy blue eyes, so I'm like, cool, blue resin it is. Perfect, easy day. Yeah. Wow. Now I know on this one, if I may, can I have that back? Please. Yeah, the uh, the stock in there is a lot thicker than than the first one you made. Was that deliberate? Did you want like a weightier yes. handle on and this I, one? And I wanted something with a little bit of a different grip. Like I'm I'm just playing with what's comfortable. You right. know, you're walking around with it all day. So do I want something lighter? I found I was kind of misplacing this one <laughs> versus that one. I know I have it during the day. Yeah, you're not gonna forget that's on your back. No, exactly. Okay. And, and then this one was just a standard wood handle that is a little bit beefier yeah thickness wise this is this is a lot closer to the one that uh, that you made for my girlfriend yes that yeah. is that is the same one okay same design Got but it. not the exact same knife because they're all a little different of course yeah yeah oh my and God, of course that one has it yeah <laughs> and of course that one has the uh, that powder blue uh, kydex holster with the little baby Deadpool's riding unicorns yes with the rainbows <laughs> I love, I love that, that thing. Yeah, that's that's fun. Oh, yeah, she loved you it can, too, by the way. And you can sharpen that too. Like, yeah. if you need me to tell you what little diamond files to grab, go into Home Depot. It takes ten minutes, and you're good to go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very good. I yeah. love it. I, I love it. So, I mean, if people want to, uh, if people want to reach out and order something from you, what's what's the best way for them to do that? I do everything off Instagram because you know, fuck the man. But <laughs> um, I drop everything on Instagram because it just. It makes everything easier, and I can post it and, and be done sure. and ship everything out. So my Instagram is Froyline Canine. Um, you're going to see a lot of dogs on there and, and the occasional knife because my knife money funds my decoy suits because they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you ready to put a little bit of wear on uh, on the one you brought out here? Are you? Mm-hmm. What well, does it matter? Right. Does, does my level of readiness really matter? Uh no, I mean you're you're gonna be catching little Zed and he's uh he's still new to bite work, which is great because okay. you can kind of see um the starting point versus like hey man just just hold on and pray cool. you, you'd be all right. But he's uh he's fifty six pounds and he's he's a good boy. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. You ready? Well, this has been fun. I, I love this. I'm, I'm excited to move on to the next thing. But again, you know, thank you so much for coming out and, and doing this and spending the time and yeah. bringing the toys and sharing that and, and your experience. Yeah. Highly appreciated. I appreciate it. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on to the to the dog and we'll see you outside. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it.